0: Welcome to Chasing Growth, a podcast on leadership ideas, organizational health, and personal growth. To help us spread the message of Chasing Growth, please subscribe, make a comment, and share this podcast on your social media. And now a new episode of Chasing Growth. Here at Chasing Growth, we use the Anchor app to record our podcast. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free and easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. I recommend it. We use it here at Chasing Growth.
1: Hey, everyone, and welcome to Chasing Growth. The purpose to encourage you with challenging ideas to get better. When you get better, everybody wins. The world around you get better. So um, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the video today. and. I'm going to talk about something that I believe is impacting a lot of places these days, uh, the church and and businesses, and also individuals in so many ways. And I think it's a tendency. But let me start with this. When I was in high school, I remember clearly, so vivid, the teachers telling me, listen, you're smart, you have a lot of things going on for you. If you study one hour a day, you will do much better and you will accomplish much better. It sounds great, right? But what I did, I went home, uh, I played video games after school, I will take naps, I will watch TV, I will waste a lot of time doing all kinds of stuff, but I didn't study. And it was one hour, and I have many hours after school that I couldn't do that, but I didn't do it. I just do other things. Um, When it's about my uh, health, I remember knowing that eating too much sugar and all that kind of stuff is bad for you. And I still did it. I still ate a lot of, a lot of sugar for a, a, a long time. I would I drink my Cheerios with coffee creamer, for goodness sake. I was 220 pounds. Yeah. Um, so I did all those things. And I always wonder why am I choosing always the wrong thing? I didn't know why. Then when it's about relationships, I was afraid of getting to know new people. I would tell myself, I don't need to know, i get to know new people. I won't go to, to the places where there's people. Even if I went to church, I would avoid to talk to people. Because I didn't want to get into getting to know them or they're asking questions. In all those situations, I was always choosing the path of less resistance. In school, it was easy to get home and watch TV and play video games versus to actually study. When it's about my diet, it was easy to get the chip stuff with sugar versus the healthy option. And when it was about relation, it was easy to close the door to relationships and not have to deal with anybody. But in each one of those situations, because I was taking the path of less resistance, I was losing opportunities. I was losing Time, I was losing uh, uh, stories, especially getting to know people, friends and stories and learning. So when we talk about the path of lead resistance, this is a principle. And this always, the path of lead resistance will take you to a bad outcome. The path of lead resistance always will take you to a bad outcome. I believe it exists for a reason, for vacation. I believe it exists for, for time when we can relax and maybe uh, take that extra nap and maybe eat that extra muffin. But the reality is that if we be, that become part of our life all the time, in every area of our life we continue taking the path of less resistance, the outcome will be bad. So, I didn't know how to name this. I didn't know uh, how you call it. I didn't know there was a name for it. But when I was able to identify this, the, it was uh, every time what I, all what I was doing I was taking the path of less resistance, which I thought it was the best one at the time because it was more satisfaction, felt good. You know, you cannot tell me that eating a muffin is bad. It's good. But it's not that good in the long run. When you it repeated, it repeat and repeat and repeat. When it's about exercise, I used to do the same thing. I used to just run. You know, I can eat whatever I want because I'm running. I will run, I will run, and I was it's still not running enough, and I still was gaining weight. And when I, I, I lost weight, it was not too much. And what I, I was just running, it was because it was easy. In two weeks, you will get used to it, and it wasn't hard anymore to run. I was taking the path of the resistance. So when I understood that, I realized that this is a really bad thing, and we all are uh, dealing with this. So today, I want to encourage you to identify in your life, the areas where you're taking the path of less resistance. And this is what's so important. Let me give you an example. Imagine a couple, a married couple, who decide to take the path of less resistance when it's about money, when it's about raising their children, or religion, what they believe. And hopefully, if you're in a relationship, you're talking about these things before you get married, by the way. But let's say this is the situation. And this marriage... Uh, the, these people who's married decided, well, we're not going to talk about those things. And they don't talk about, you know, money. They don't talk about how to raise the kid. And they don't talk about what they believe. And through the years, they avoid that because it, it creates conflict. There's argument, there's discussion, there's fight when we talk about it. And there's never an outcome. So they avoid it. Through the years, eventually, that bubble, it will explode. And it will be traumatic and really bad. And a lot of time, in the case of a marriage, will affect many people. When people choose to take the path of resistance, the outcome will be bad. So, there's some areas or three examples that I can give you where people continue taking, and hopefully this is going to help you, and these three examples where people keep taking the path of less resistance. One is, we got to see it as individuals. You as individual, myself as an individual, what are the path of less resistance we're taking that is not allowing us to grow? I told you, for example, I used to avoid to, get to go places where I need to introduce myself and talk to people and tell them about who I am, and they need to tell me who they are and all that stuff. I will avoid it. It will make me nervous. Why? I'm personally, naturally, an introvert the way I recharge. I like to be alone. I like to do things by myself. Uh, last year, including COVID, I, um, I rebuilt my whole, the whole deck, and I, I built an extra deck in my backyard all by myself. And I love it because nobody was telling me what to do. I was doing it the way I wanted, et cetera, et cetera. So my tendency is to want to do things by myself. But what is the problem? I lose opportunities. I lose relationships, opportunity to get to know stories from people. And learn from those stories, other people's experiences. And the reality is that apart from people, apart from others, we will never reach our full potential. So that was affecting me. I was not growing because I was avoiding and I was default, default, defaulting into what is easy to me. Now, you can be extrovert an extrovert and it's the, go the other way around. You want to be with people all the time and you just don't know how to be alone. So you don't know how to meditate or do any of those things. So, taking the path of re- le- less resistance is really bad as an individual. Let me give you another example as an individual. One of the things that I struggled for years: the, the devotional life, the, the the Christian disciplines. You know, reading your Bible, uh, meditating, and praying. I remember hearing preachers and pastors talking about this, and every time I would try, you know, I will by Tuesday. I would I was I will start Monday, and by Tuesday I was done. Ah, it's just too much because I will try to do it too early or crazy things like that. But anyways, every time I will hear a message about it, I'm like, oh, man, I moved to it. I want to do it. I want to be, be close with God. I want to get to know God. Uh, I want to be intimate with God, etc. all that stuff. And Monday will come, and I will do it. And then by Tuesday, I will struggle. By Wednesday, I took the path of less resistance. Until I realized that taking the path of less resistance it will take me to about outcome. So what, what I did, I just started doing it. It was this discipline to tell yourself that taking this path, recognizing it. The thing is that when you recognize it and you see it, you can change it. But when you don't, you don't recognize it and you don't see it and you just think it's how it is and pretty much everybody's doing it, it's almost okay. No, when you recognize it, you can actually change it. And what I did, I, I said, you know what? No, it's enough. So I start doing my devotional every day. Reading the Bible every day, meditating every day, and praying every day before leaving the house. Yes, and it takes sometime 40 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes, an hour. That means that I have to wake up early every day. And that's okay. And I uh, and, and I just gonna wake up early every day. And now there's vacations, there's time when uh, uh, there's weekends when I don't have to do it as early, but uh, I choose to take the path of most resistance. Everything goes against that. Everything, especially spiritually speaking, everything will go against that. So I have to choose to go to the pain of waking up in the morning, barely moving, you know, wet my face with cold water so I can wake up, uh, grab a pen so I can do my journal, uh, kind of be able to look into the pages of the Bible and, and read, and, and, and read my devotional and, and think about it, and and it's like... and. I learned I have to turn on my computer, my my phone, so I don't start getting texts or anything like that early or or notifications or anything like that so I don't get distracted, etc. So all the things, it will be way much easier, way much easier just to stay in bed and enjoy the sleep. And that's how many people does the same thing, right? But now, I can tell you, after several years, many, many years doing this, I can see the changes in my life, the changes in the life of my family, in my relationships, in the impact of my life on other people because I'm choosing to take the path of less resistance in my spiritual life. So, as an individual, identify the path of less resistance. It can be uh, your eating habits. It can be your exercise. It can be your relationship, etc. There can be many things that you're taking the path of less resistance. And you're telling yourself, that you cannot change it because it's not your fault, you blame your family, you blame your past, you blame the pastor, you blame whatever. You're responsible for this. So you're responsible 100% all the time, and you have to identify what is the path of less resistance that you're taking right now and start changing it because you will realize that taking the path of less resistance will take you to an outcome that is very negative. Now, the best example is this. If you knew you you would die, if you don't do something every day, I guarantee you, you will do it, right? You probably will. That's why people take pills, because they don't want to get sick. They don't want to die. So they take it, it's their religion to take the pill, because that keeps them healthy. It's the same thing with this. If you will know that taking the path of less resistance will take you to an outcome, it could be that, too. Won't you, won't you be willing to change it? So that's the question. So you have to ask yourself, what in, as an individual, what is the path of less resistance that you co- that you constantly keep taking in your life, and has become an, a habit, has become part of who you are. People know you by it. That's the worst. When people know you by your path of less resistance, it's terrible. The person who's late all the time, everybody know you. Oh, that's that person. They're always late. When if, if you have you people is qualifying you by your path. Of less resistant men. That's terrible. You have to change it. Now, as leaders, because we talk about leadership here too. See, leadership is public. It's on the arena where there's more people. There's the spectators. Leadership is not, cannot be alone. Leadership is with people. We lead people. Uh, we serve people, right? So there's always people involved. But leadership is also this idea of being likable and being appreciated and being welcome and, and being accepted that you just come with the territory being of leadership leaders like that they want that um, and what happened you know we like the high fives and all that stuff so then when there's a conflict a lot of leaders opt to don't deal with it they don't deal with the problem to keep peace and this compromise the truth they prefer to keep peace and they compromise the truth If you're a leader and you're doing that right now, and that's your path of less resistance, let me tell you, you are damaging people, you're damaging the organization that you're leading, you're damaging the culture that you're part of it. As a leader, we have to deal with this. Yeah, we are peacemakers. We we deal with situations and we bring peace. I'm all for it. But we negotiate and we do things and all that stuff, but we have to deal with the truth. I have seen so many times in uh, in different situations when people don't want to deal with the problem and eventually the problem gets worse in organizations. And then sometimes organizations end up being in the news because no, the leader was not willing to deal with the problem. The leader was not willing to deal with the problem. Why? Because we want to be likable, we want to be accepted, we want to be... Uh, you know the, the guy that people admire and, and we believe this stu- the stupid idea that, that we're likable. Uh, people like they love you and they respect you a lot of time because the position. So don't fool yourself. That position is not there. Many people won't even open the door for you. So you as a leader, if you're taking the path of less resistance in the issues in your culture, in the situations in your organization, In the problems in your church, so people is not happy, people don't leave, people still like me, that's a big mistake. In the long run, it will mean problems and worse situations because you're not dealing with the truth and you're not dealing with the problem. You're taking the path of the resistance. Now, I'm going to give you two more examples. Now, we talk about individuals. We talk about, you know, leadership and this idea of taking the path of the system. But I'm going to give you groups. Sometimes they're groups. groups group of people who choose, I think sometimes, even, not even consciously, to take this path. And one of the examples have to do with all the people right now that is working from home. And they say, working from home is so good, uh, working from home is better, working from home are more productive. Which I always wonder, how are you are more productive now are you calling your boss and telling them, hey, you know what? I'm more productive now. Give me more work so I can justify the time and the pay that I have. You know, I listened to a story from New York. This banker told their employees, hey, time to come back. And the argument was, hey, we can do everything from home. And he said, if you don't come back, I will, I will change your salary, and you're going to earn what you should earn working from home because they're avoiding the idea of being together. Uh, everybody came back. <laughs> Why, because being together when you can be working from home and you can fool yourself all you want, but you're not being developed, you're not growing if you're dealing with people and you don't have interaction and you don't have this one and one and the difficulties and the problems and the and the and all the uh, creation that come of being with people, so this idea of working from home this company they have it all figured out, and they have time when they come together, and they struggle with this anyway, and they talk about it. So it cannot be just, you know, in in 2020, everybody was forced to work from home, and I get it. Nobody was ready. But now that we're going back to normal, we got to start thinking uh, we need to have a a genuine balance uh, to, to not only default for the path of less resistance, which is work from home, I can wake up in the morning, have my coffee, my, my cup of coffee, work with my PJs. I don't have nobody need to see me, so I can be paying attention to other things and uh, not being completely a hundred percent doing what I'm supposed to do. This is great. I love it. Versus, you know what? I don't want to become that person. I want to actually be involved with others. I want to get out of my bed and clean myself and and actually be challenged. So. We have that problem right now, and uh, again, that can be something that the leader needs to deal with it. But if you're somebody who is taking that position right now, hey, I don't want to go back to work because I'm more productive and and it's all about you, let me tell you, you probably are taking the path of lead resistance. And like I said, the path of lead resistance will take you to bad outcomes. You may not see it now because all what you see is the benefit. You see the benefit of no commute, no spending money on gas, Uh, not not spending money maybe in in, in clothing and and, and how you dress and all that stuff. But I guarantee you, will take you to a place where it will be negative for you. Eventually, that bubble will explode, and you won't be ready to deal with situations. And the value is the person who's actually still pushing and trying to work with people because that's where the creativity happened, creation happened, ideas happen. We become better with people. We cannot be our best by ourselves. We cannot be ourselves by ourselves. So that's one as a group and another one as group. And one of the this last one can be a little bit annoying you or bother you. And I wanna be very clear. And this the whole idea of church online or online church. Let me tell you why. I believe the church as an organization. Many of them are taking the path of less resistance when it's about the church online. The fact they use that term, let me tell you something. The church, the word church comes from the German, the temple of God, of the house of God, something like that. And it's not the same word that the Bible used to describe the church. The word the Bible used is ecclesia, which in Spanish, for example, is iglesia, which means gathering. What it means, reunion, people being together. So when the churches start saying, hey, church online, we're saying we don't need the gathering. You can be in a remote place. You can be on your pages, on your sofa, watching a sermon on TV, and we consider you part of the church. Well, that's not the church. I'm all for it to put in the message on online, on Facebook, share the gospel online, all that. Myself, I wrote a book for children. For, so kids can receive the gospel, you know, where they are in a doctor office and any other place. I did that because I believe in in taking the message to any place, as 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 far as we can take it. But we cannot we cannot call it church. The church happens when we are together. The church is better when we're together in a reunion, united together physically. Why so important? Because we have been called to to make disciples. There's no way discipleship, you're going to disciple somebody who's sitting in their PJs watching the, the TV, you know, and they're accountable to nothing. They don't respond to nothing and, and nobody make them No, There's no challenge whatsoever of any kind. So it's not going to be called church. So the fact that you, we're using that term church online is deceiving so many people to believe they are part of a church when they're not. All what they're doing is watching a, a, a sermon on TV, a sermon online, on their PJs, and that's it. And they believe they're good, they're good, they're responding to God calling, because you're telling them you are part of the church and they're not. So I generally believe the church is taking the path of less resistance on this, and they're not really telling the truth, saying, hey, grow, worship, all these things happen together. With people we don't know and people we don't. And it's messy. Uh, discipleship is intrusive. It's annoying because there's questions and there's open. you have to open the doors of your house, the doors of your heart, and people get to see the good and the bad. It's not like social media where everybody see all the good, you know, all I have a vacation here, vacation. Nobody posts bad stuff that happened to you where you were the stupid one who did it. So it's the same thing for the church. So all what I'm saying, that you to use the, the term church online is to take the path of less resistance for the church. Now, if you're doing it, you're deceiving people because these people, maybe they're new in, in, in the faith. They believe they're part of the church when they're, actually they're not. And as much as difficulty bring to bring people together, is how God wants it. In the messiness of all together, when we all recognize, we all see it, we all messed up and we all need God together because together by ourselves, apart from him, we can do nothing. So it's very important for me to share this because I, I see it all the time and I believe the church is taking the path of less resistance. And if we keep taking the path of less resistance and I, that's what we have been doing for the long, longest time, you wonder why the culture and the country and, and everything that was happening is happening. Because the church is taking the path of the resistance. And we have people who believe they're part of a church when they're sitting in their PJs watching, uh, on a sofa watching a, a sermon online. That's not what it is. Again, I'm all for it to put in the gospel out there. I'm putting these videos online. I'm putting these videos on a podcast, uh, this audio. I'm, a, I'm result. In 1997, I watched a sermon by Dr. Charles Stanley I, in my bedroom more or less depressed, not knowing what I'm going to do with my life. And he's talking about purpose and that changed my life forever. So I'm all for it. I'm all to put the sermon out there. I'm all to put the message out there. I'm all about putting the message in in any way possible. But I'm not about to call church something that is not. Church online is a mistake and it's the church taking the path of less resistance. And that is deceiving people. So, The path of less resistance will always take you to a bad outcome in every area of your life. So, before I finish today, I want to talk to you about this little book. This is the book I mentioned. It's called Sophia and the Tree. I wrote this book 12, well, no, 14 years ago almost. And I did it and I never did anything with it. Into, again, relationships. I was driving with somebody to work uh, and this person encouraged me. To make something with the story. And I did. I put it together. Was endorsed by Dr. Charles Stanley, which is pretty cool. Which, again, the world is so crazy. You know, my life was changed by a, this, a sermon that he did. And now he's endorsing this thing. So it's... it's Anyways, so this book, you can buy in on Amazon, Barnes & Novels, all, every place. It, it's available in Target, which is crazy to me. Um, and share it with a child. Give it to a child that you know. Uh, Give it to them. It's the story of this little girl with the Savior and how she will get to know Christ. And it's for the kids to get to know Christ as well. So share it with somebody. Um, Thank you. And again, these videos are to encourage you, to help you to grow. And I expect your comments, I expect a reaction. If if you want to talk about this, reach out to me. I will be happy to, to talk to you. God bless you. Have a great week. And keep chasing growth, keep growing, keep getting better. God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: We hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Please help us spread the message of chasing growth by subscribing, commenting, and sharing this podcast on your social media and circle of friends. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Again, thank you for listening and keep chasing growth and stay tuned to our next episode.